good morning, good afternoon, good evening, baseball fans. Whatever time you're listening to, I hope you're having a great day. You're tuned in to the British Baseball Podcast, and for the next 30 minutes or so, we have Gabor Erdush, who is an umpire, sharing some stories and answering some listener questions. And before we start off with the interview, as usual, I'd like to invite you all to subscribe where you can. And if you are able to leave a review, apparently it really helps out the show, so that would be really helpful too if you can. So get yourself a cup of tea, or if you're driving, keep both hands on the wheel, and enjoy! So joining me today on the British Baseball Podcast, I have Gabor Erdush, who is um, responsible for some good old-fashioned umpiring across the, our great game. And uh, I've been trying to get Gabor on for a while because uh, I think he's got a very interesting story to tell. And um, I think it's great to hear from the side of an umpire about our great game. And as one that's attended his his BFF webinars on umpiring, it's certainly given me a great insight uh, more into the game as I'm trying to learn it. Gabor, welcome to the show. Hello, Matt. Thank you for the invite. As we touched base just before the show started, uh, we normally run for about 30 minutes uh, on, on the show. I had a couple of questions written down that I wanted to go through, but we've had quite an overwhelming response from a lot of listeners with some questions, so I'll try and keep my bit to a minimum. Yeah, we'll let the, the good people have their say uh, over mine, because I think their questions are a lot better than mine. Johnson. Give us a brief history about about the the game baseball and your involvement in it. Yeah, happy to. Um, so my involvement in baseball started in Hungary. Um, I was born in Hungary, um, and I started uh, playing baseball in 1994. And at that point, it was an unknown thing in Hungary, so we had to build everything from scratch. Um, it was a very uh, interesting, challenging time uh, for everyone. And um, I just stayed with the baseball ever since. So you started off playing uh, originally, never just playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so the way it worked is uh, it was very simple. There was the, the the sport was unknown in Hungary, so it had to build. As I said, uh, we had to build it up from scratch. And I actually umpired my game before I played my first official game. There were, there were no umpires in Hungary. There were no fields either, but there were no umpires in Hungary. So teams had to umpire, um, as, as we do here in, 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 uh, in British baseball as well, that a lot of uh, teams had to uh, umpire their own games. The difference was that we were assigned to other teams' games. So I umpired a game on Saturday, and we played our first official league game on the Sunday in 1994. What position did you play? Uh, I, I started second base, so I'm the, I was the shortest uh, person on the team, obviously. Uh, I got assigned to second base. And then I ended up playing uh, my playing career as a catcher. Nice. Well, we had uh, Will Inson on a couple of weeks ago, talking about pitching and catching. Really, really interesting. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I, I wish I had uh, someone like Will telling me what to do behind the plate <laughs> back then. Yeah, very knowledgeable. Lovely guy as well. We, we touched on at the start of the show about your, your webinar series. We're, we're a few episodes into it. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit more about uh, what they've missed out on and, and what they can look forward to? Yeah, so, so traditionally, the, an umpire clinic has two main parts, um, a classroom session or sessions and on-field practice. So what we thought was that anything that we can teach in a classroom, we can, we can teach 
through a webinar as well. Um, obviously, in a classroom, you're sitting there for hours and hours or maybe even a day, a full day. So we broke up these classroom sessions into subjects like different um, um, smaller pieces. And we're doing these webinars every two weeks. And so far we had one about the preparation, how to pre uh, prepare yourself for the season, how to prepare yourself for a game. We talked about equipment, um, the, the, the importance of safety, so having the proper equipment, or how to look um, as an umpire, what sort of uh, uniform you, you should, you should uh, use or you should wear. And then uh, on the, se the second, episode or second session we moved on to the uh, harder bit where um, the first one was about plate work so mm -hmm. um, how to stand behind a catcher where to put your head what to look for um, how to signal strike well actually there were there was um, I did a few slides on just breaking down the strike zone to understand the, the strike zone is what the strike call is where the ball has to be call as a good to call a strike and then we had another one about um how to move if you're a single umpire what to do how to move on the field um the idea or the concept of angle versus distance uh, on the field how to to look for it how, how to see the plays and things like that and then the next one uh, next week we're going to talk about base work so when we have more than one umpire on the field the second umpire where they should stand and what should they should look for um, and things like that, responsibilities and bases and runners and fly balls and all sorts of different things. And then, and then later on, um, probably we're going to be running a little bit behind. I, I, I didn't think that the plate work was going to take two actual two sessions, but <clears throat> later on we're going to talk about the tricky, tricky, tricky rules. So balks, obstructions, interference. Um, and all sorts of different things. I, I really think that uh, we're sharing important um, information and maybe like a little bit of insight, as you said, uh, a bit of insight into into the uh, wonderful world of hiring, trying to simplify it or trying to demystify it a little bit for people who don't know much about it or don't think they they understand what we're doing. Yeah, I found the uh, the plate rule episodes really interesting and something I thought from a catcher's perspective, it would be really interesting to, to see because you were saying about the position in relation to catching yes. calling balls and strikes, yes. which is yeah. stuff that I never really thought of before. And I, I really like the bit about the preparation as well, about getting there on time, about the, the plate meetings that, that you have, um, the whole yeah. preparation that surrounds the umpiring thing, it, it feels like, like a ceremony. Oh, so, oh, yeah. When we when we get to the, uh, the to the base work, it's gonna it's gonna be a down. It's a, it's just like a proper choreography of of how to move on the field. So it's even it's gonna be even more closer to a dance. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been fascinating stuff so far. I've I've, I've enjoyed all the ones that I've been able to. Oh, that's that's good, that's good to hear. I hope yeah. there are other people out there who, who think the same, and 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 uh, I, this helps them understand more. And the uh, the beautiful thing about it as well, it's it's free. And that happens yes. every, every, every <laughs> yeah. other Thursday. It is, yes. Yeah. Eight, eight o'clock. So for those that want to try and get some of the, the later uh, webinars uh, from time recording that they're still going on, how, how can people register their interest or join one of your next webinars? So um, I'd like to accept everyone to send an e drop an email, umpiring at britishbaseball.org, and I will make sure that they are added to the, um, to the email when the call details go out. Awesome. I'd like to know, what is one of the best games you've actually officiated? Best games? 
2017, uh, Senior B Pool Championships in the round robin uh, stages, Austria met Israel, and I was home plate umpire. And I think that it was one of the best baseball games I ever umpired. But they're, they're, they're memorable games for, for different reasons. <laughs> this, is, this is an interesting thing. Among, among umpires, we take pride in how long the game lasts. So if, it's a, if a game is short, then, uh, then it means that you, you had a good game. Um, and last year, I had a nine-inning game in one hour, 54 minutes, which is incredible. <laughs> Yeah, good going. So that's so so that's that's very that's like a memorable one. And then I'm lucky because I, I I called a couple of important games, I guess finals of uh, international tournaments. But yeah, if if, it, if the best game ever, I'm, I'm I empired would be the the Austria Israel game, the round robin 2017. Um, have you ever had any sort of like bad bad reactions to to games or plays or calls. Being an official, an umpire or a referee, uh, one of the fellas that I work with who runs the Manchester Grassroots podcast was trying to get like a campaign about respect for referees. Mm. And I've, I've heard a lot. He's, he's quite passionate about it, like shaking players' hands at the end of it. Being, if you don't agree with a decision, try not to react to it. And I've even seen videos on Twitter and other social medias of 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 coaches of children's teams little leagues going absolutely ballistic at umpires yep. over calls yep. it's like these aren't the majors they're not cup finals at, at that level it yep. should all be about having fun but did, uh, somebody asked me this question uh, a few months ago and and what i what i said to them was i read a, i read an interview many many years ago with a with a bodyguard and he, and he was asked about do you have any interesting stories and his answer, his bodyguard's answer was, is if you, if you have stories, interesting stories at the body, as a bodyguard, then you're not doing your job really well. So I, I think this is, this is how I, I look at my job as an umpire as well. If there is an interesting story or something like, like argument, like a big argument or like bench clearing fights and also the different things. If those happen, I'm probably not doing my job very well because how I step on the field or how I make decisions or how I sell my decisions, I, I have to kind of like gain their, gain the team's respect and they don't argue with me. I think that's, that's how I look at it. Yeah, I suppose you can probably get a good gauge of at the plate meetings. Um, for, for those that don't know, I've I mentioned plate meetings um, a few times. Now, do you want to explain what a, a plate meeting is? Um, a lot of managers will already be aware of this, but for some listeners that may be new to baseball like myself or, or some that have never really got that involved in it, do you want to explain what a plate meeting is? Yeah, so the plate meeting, the reason why I mentioned plate meeting during the webinars is, is sometimes the importance of the plate meeting is, is overlooked. It's like people don't really think it's important. But um, the two incredibly important part of the play, play meeting is that, so to, to play how it looks is that um, the umpire or the umpire stood um, standing at the home plate and they call the managers and then the managers come out from their dugouts and they hand their the, the banning orders to the, to the umpires and they, they chat a little bit. The managers go back to the dugout, umpire take their positions, and it's play ball time, right? So during the plate meeting, what there's there's an important part when, especially when, as you as you hand as the home team manager hands the banning order to the home plate umpire, it's the point 
when the home play umpire is in charge of the game. Mm-hmm. Until that point, the the home team, home team manager, the home team's ground crew are responsible for everything on and around the field. When I have, when I get the batting order of the home team, that's the point when I'm, I'm in charge. And that's, that's incredibly important. The other thing about the plate meeting is very important is that you have to, you have to clarify the ground rules, especially in British baseball. Unfortunately, we don't have enclosed regulation size fields, um, um, all the time. Um, fields can ch- almost change from, from week to week. So like when you have to, put the snow fence out for home runs uh, you, or you have to draw your own uh, dead ball line or foul ball line. Sometimes they're not the same from week to week. And then you have to, you have to clarify where the, where those, where the boundaries are, where the, if the overhanging tree, um, if the ball hits an overhanging tree, is there a foul ball? Is it a ground rule double? These kind of things has to be clarified, have to be clarified before the game, because if the ball hits the tree, and the players and the managers have different understanding of what what happens if the ball is the tree, then then you as the umpire you're gonna find yourself in trouble. And that's that's what you want to avoid. And that's that the the best way to avoid it is to, to clarify these things at the plate meeting. Yeah, like you say in your webinars, you can't really stress the importance of the, the plate meetings for when they're taking place just to, to yes. clean those little things because you never know when something could that Yeah. If, if something it's, it's can, yeah. it could be one thing that comes back to bite you in the bum. Yeah, exactly. Right, so, so let's um, move swiftly on to some of the, the listener questions. Like I said before, yes. we've got quite a few. The first one we're going to do is, is going to have a look at David John MB. What is the most common umpiring mistake you see in British baseball, either an interpretation of the rules or an umpiring practice? We collect feedback from teams to team managers and the the and they, they score umpires from one to five. And it seems like the the biggest problem in umpiring in British baseball is strike zone consistency. And that's why in the webinars I spent so much time on understanding to just to sharing the knowledge about the strike zone and the and the, the position behind the play and uh, and those further other details because that seems to be that seems to be a problem. Uh, as a common mistake, I don't pick anything. But but this is what I mentioned. So the strikes and consistency is coming from from the teams. So I would take that as a as a as a common problem, I think, and that's what we are addressing with the webinars. Uh, Charlie Baffo, uh, friend of the show, we'll call him now because he sends a lot of questions in. Please can you tell people once and for all that the hands are not an extension of the bat? Sick of oh, hearing yeah. it. <laughs> okay, yeah, so yeah, so I saw, so I saw this on on Facebook. Um, I, there's very there's very simple uh, point is that this is what they te- actually teach in uh, umpire school because this comes up obviously in umpire schools as well. If when people come come up with this, the only thing you can say is that if you think the hands are part of the bat, bring me the bat with the hands on. Show me a bat with the hands on. And it's like, oh, buy me a bat with the hands on. And it, uh, immediately people will realize that the, the hands are not part of the bat. Now, the conversation on Facebook, I saw that. There's, there's obviously the, going to the, um, uh, the, um, the dead ball strike rule as well. If you swing the bat and, the, and you hit the ball, and the ball hits your hand while you're in the strike zone. Let's not get into that. The, 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 the pen hands are not part of the bat, full stop. 
Right, we'll hope that one clears everything up. You heard it here first. Well, maybe not heard it here first, but Gabar says it, and I'm going with him having the final say. Uh, I think this might be a friend of yours, Henry Benjamin Collins. Why doesn't Gabar give me more strikes? Crying face, crying face, laughing crying face. There's a few emojis on there. Uh, well, I, I, we need to look into the stats, how many strikes I gave Henry during the years. Um, I, I honestly have no idea. I, I think the laughing face and the crying face explains a lot of things. <laughs> uh, as I said during the webinars as well, we umpires want to call strikes. We, we are out there to call strikes. If, if, it's, if it's strike, we're going to call it. If it's not, if if we don't call it, then it's not a strike. So we can't give, can't give Henry more strikes if they're not strikes. Bernard Di Lorenzo from Dunley. Yes, MA. BJ. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I used to be an umpire in the UK. Why or oh why do team umpires wear their uniform and equipment on the outside of their team uniform? It looks unprofessional. Yeah, BJ makes a really good point. Um, uh, I think this is something that we are addressing in the webinars as well, trying to educate people on how to look. Uh, I, I remember seeing a picture on Facebook of a few years ago. I couldn't find it. I wanted to bring it up in a webinar as, a, as an example. There were three, it looked like three catchers on the, on, the, on the picture. And if you look closer, then you realize that one of the catchers has a ball bag on the side. So then you realize that that's actually the umpire. Uh, but I, by, I, the reality is that there's a lot of team umpires. Uh, so people like if you play a double head, double header on a Sunday, um, you might play the first game and then the second game you you have to umpire because there's 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 not not enough um, umpires available to umpire your game. So you, yeah. you're actually a player. So I, I, the, the reality is that people want change to 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 different clothes if just because they they're umpiring the game that they should be playing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ian Bleese, the Liverpool Trojans uh, GM, has messaged to say, what's the strangest call you've ever had to make on the field of play? Uh, the weirdest things are always in the in, in the small print, obviously, um, or like rules that you don't see often or at all. Um, one of the things that came to my mind it was a, um, I think it was double A AA or triple A final a few years ago in Farnham Park. Um, Bolton, Roberts of Doom, manager comes out to the pitcher. And so the rule is, so it's a, it's a mound visit. And the rule is the mound visit starts when the manager steps over the foul line. And the mound visit ends when the manager steps off the mound onto the grass. And so the manager went up on, went onto the mound and they came off the mound and turned back because he wanted to say something to his pitcher. And when he stepped back on the mound, that's the second visit to the same pitcher within the inning. So he had to replace the pitcher. Oh. It's, it's not well known. I've only seen it twice in my life, um, and this was the only time I actually called it, because I, by this time I knew the rule. <laughs> so, um, and um, the um, the other thing is, and this is something I'm, 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 I'm if there's if if I'm scared of anything in the rule book is the betting out of order. Last year, AAA semi final, there was a betting out of order, second one in my life. Uh, it took me about nearly 10 minutes to figure out what was going on. 
And then I walked up to the dugout and they called the wrong person out. And then at that point, I could hear Blake, the technical commissioner, shouting behind me, no, no, not, not him, not him, not him. So I went back to Blake, spent another five minutes on figuring out, figuring out why I called the wrong person out and I had to change my call and call the right person out. And I, I, I honestly, I'd, I'm, I'm scared of the, uh, the betting out of order rule. It's just a terrible thing. So what was the impact of those, of those calls in the game? What, what happened? So the, when, so the, um, obviously the first one, when the, the second mound visit, the, um, the manager understood the rule and then he obviously took the picture out of the game and then, uh, somebody else came on the pitch. The second one, Everybody acknowledged, everybody knew that there was a betting out of order. It's just who you call out is the question. Um, because there's somebody has to be called out and there, uh, and, and, it, and I don't want to go into details because I probably would mess up sure. this. Uh, but, um, um, it's, it's incredibly hard. We were standing there with Blake, uh, Blake Taylor. Um, and we were just like shaking our heads like, oh, Jesus, what to do now? <laughs> Seriously, it was, it was that bad. <laughs> but that'll be everybody understood um, the decision in the end. So, so we, in the end, we made the right call. So um, great stuff. Uh, Kieran Peskit uh, would like mm. to know any tips for judging the strike zone, particularly with pitches that move, and for keeping the zone consistent. Yeah. Um, so BJ responded to this question, I think, um, on Facebook, and he said, "Keep your head still." And that's absolutely right. Uh, you have to keep your head still. What I'd like to add to that is that uh, you have to remember how to stand behind the catcher, where to stand, and that you have to see the whole home plate, the outside corner of the home plate as well, from the position where you are standing. And as, as because, as I said, again, with the webinars, is like the concept of, of standing in that position or not moving your head is very simple. If you want to take a, a decent, a good quality picture of a moving object, you need a camera to, do, to be still, right? So imagine you had a camera and the body, the tripod. So if you want to stabilize your, your head, you have to stabilize your body and not move anything in your body. So not just keep your head still, your body still as well. So when the pitcher releases the ball, at that point, from that point until the ball arrives into the catcher's mitt, only your eyes should be moving and nothing else. And that that that's and it comes with practice, but um, but it, 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 that's 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 the way to that's the way to do it. Keep your head still, keep your body still. Awesome, thank you. Um, now we're going to move to some Twitter questions. The baseball lady has a message, and I know this one. You've been doing a bit of research. One thoughts on electronic strike zone. Yes, I. I had to do a little bit of research here because, so, okay, so my first initial thought about this whole thing, electronic station, is anything that improves the game, I'm all in. Um, now, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of things that um going on in the background. I, what I, I wanted to do some, I did some research on, on how the actual technology works. The reason for that is, Major League Baseball umpires, every after every game, they receive a their their score sheet, their the heat map of every single pitch and every single the, what they they call it a ball or a strike, um, 
and how the the pitch tracking system that's in place evaluated the pitch. How is that different to what the what this new system is going to do is something I wanted to find out. The reason for that is is because I know how the the scoring for a major league baseball umpire works. So the the area where you can call a strike is is um, 17 inches uh, wide, obviously the, the 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 home plate plus two balls. So each so one one ball on each side, obviously. But major league baseball umpires get an extra two inch buffer zone if the if the pitch is a breaking pitch. So if a pitch like complete like a, like imagine a curveball that is like like drops off the table and it touches the front edge of the of the uh of the strike zone or like a little bit out of the strike zone major league umpires get this 2 inches extra so and they call it a strike and they and the ball is in that 2 inches zone then they the system will call it as a good um it will will mark it as a good call now if we if the new system where major league or, or the minor league umpires or major league umpires will get like the electronic signal into their ears whether a ball the, the the pitch was a ball or a strike, is it based on the current evaluation system or is it going to be a completely different one? Because I think that's that's something that it's, it would be interesting to understand. Will the umpires get that two inch buffer zone mm-hmm. with this new system or not? That's something I, 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 I like to find out because ultimately what you see on TV, the box that, or like the rectangle that they draw on TV is wrong. Okay. <laughs> so people think the umpires are not calling the right strike zone. They call pitches badly and all sorts of things. But, but actually the rectangle that you see on MLB TV is wrong, is, is, is completely wrong. And it gives you the false idea of, 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 of uh, strike zone. I found, I found a research that said uh, analysis of um, uh, four million pitches proves that the umpires are, are are really bad at calling strikes. But actually, major league baseball umpires, um, especially playoffs, um, playoff umpires, they their strike consistency or like their their, their um, uh, so the the accuracy <laughs> score is above ninety five percent, well yeah. above ninety five ninety five percent. So. I don't know how this will improve the game, but if it does, then I'm happy. Generally, I think the like the video review of the plays, um, I think is huge. Possibility or the opportunity to correct a potentially bad call there and then is huge. I think it's huge. If if we look at the the Jim Joyce play, everybody remembers Jim's Joyce play. I was uh, Andres Galarraga uh, pitching for a perfect game and. Jim Joyce, first base umpire, called the runner, the last runner, like we were into the last inning, last runner, hits a, um, um, a soft ground ball. I don't even know which uh, player he went to. All I remember is the umpire, Jim Joyce, calls the runner safe on first base, essentially ruining the perfect game for the pitcher. And the runner was a step away from the base. And Having video review and the ability to change that call is huge. Everybody remembers that play as the Jim Joyce place because that's the name of the umpire. And nobody wants to have a, a play named after them, I think. No. Um, but the electronic strike zone, well, we'll see. 
I don't know. Okay. Excellent. Um, moving quickly on, Chris Atkins, he's asked, do you think the umpire catching relation can sway your judgment on fringe calls depending on whether or not you like the catcher or not? It sounds a question about favouritism, I think. Um, yeah, I, I saw this question as well. I don't, I, I'd like to think it doesn't. I'd like to think that I'm not biased, mm-hmm. um, but I can't speak for, 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 for anybody else. Fair enough. Um, just moving down the line, we've got the armchair GM. How did you get into umpiring, and what is your view on pitch framing? Well, we've already touched on the how you got into it. So, John, to so my idea about framing, well, this is generally if, if anyone who attended any umpire school uh, will or like practiced uh, plate work in the right way will tell you that the pitch uh, pitch framing doesn't work. It looks good. Um, and sometimes I even tell the pit, tell the catchers like like oh that was a nice that was a nice framing or I don't judge the pitches on where the ball is where the catcher is holding the ball. Okay? I judge the pitches where they cross the area above the plate. I don't I, I don't I don't care where they move their gloves. It's as simple as that. And then anyone who's done um, a lot of games, they will tell you the same. Framing doesn't doesn't help the, the pitch. Another question. What would you say to someone who would love to try umpiring but might but maybe doesn't feel that confident in starting out? This comes from uh, baseball. It's uh, Molly up in Bristol. I think the easiest thing to do is to find a mentor. Um, find an experienced umpire um, to start working with. I uh, I started umpiring my first game, as I said, I, I umpired my first game in 1994. And until I started umpiring with Darren Muller uh, here in uh, in the UK, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, if you have someone senior or like a, a very very experienced um, umpire, I learned. I learned, they, they can t- they can tell you they can tell you a lot they can teach you a lot. I learned more about umpiring on my first game that I umpired with uh, with Darren Muller, or and I learned more from Jeff Hare, um, Pat Nordwall, Thomas Haywood that I I I, I learned the 10 15 years before I go when when I started umpiring here 2009 I think so this would be my 12th season. Um, the 2020 is going to be my 12th season. So, so in autumn 2009, the first time I'm, I umpired with Darren Muller, I, honestly, I learned in two hours, I learned more about umpiring than I learned the 15 years before. Will give, give, give you confidence when somebody's behind you on the field, somebody's, is, 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 uh, is watching your back. Um, there's a, there's an interesting concept. It's coming from basketball, uh, Australian basketball, I think. It's the, um, the green shirt, um, initiative. And rookie umpires get a completely different uniform. They wear green shirts and players, managers are not allowed to talk to them. If you talk to a rookie umpire or if you just, uh, say a word to them, you're ejected from the game. Um, this, it's something interesting. That is something that we looked into, and we we might start doing. But currently, we don't have enough senior umpires to help with the rookie umpires. But if you, Molly, if you can find someone to to mentor you, that that would be the best help. 
Christopher, and I suppose you're always open to questions on on Twitter and social media. Absolutely, you, yes. You've always been responsive twenty four nine about that to us. Where can we find you on social media? Uh, so my Twitter handle is Erdi A I R D E E, um, and um, you can find me on Facebook as well. And the uh, the um, official address that uh, email address that I um, uh, I I'm happy to answer any questions. Is the umpiring at britishbaseball.org. Thank you, and um, it, it's also useful to, to follow you as well for um, updates on the webinars and any sort of events that are happening around the leagues too. I'm cracking. I think that's the the end of the dozen of questions. Just one last one from me, if I can. Um, is there any sort of particular music you listen to before you um, get ready for a game? I'm sort of compiling a playlist of British baseball. I've had quite a lot of people pitching so far with their favourite tracks they like to listen to that gets them ready for a game or that reminds them of baseball. So anything you want to add to the playlist? Um, I think I posted it on Twitter. You'll find it. The, um, there, uh, there was a, a music that was played the Senior B Pool uh, Championship in Belgrade. Um, after play conference, they put the music on when the warm-up pitches were on. Um, and I found it incredibly uh, motivating, really good music. Um, it's not my usual type of music, but it's... Um, it's um, I can't even describe what... Is that the 300 the violence one? That's, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Great stuff. So. so that brings us coming to towards the end of the show. I'd like to leave the final word open to the guest. So, Gabor, any, anything you'd like to add? Uh, no, thank you very much for um, for this. Um, I'm looking forward to 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 any questions that anyone has that I can answer in the future. Um, I just like to tell everyone who's umpiring out there that there is there is help. There is there's just free free to ask the questions. There's a lot of umpires who are happy to help anyone who who's who's struggling to find information or help. Um, we we'll do our best to to help everyone. And there we have it. That concludes my chat with Gabor. What a really nice guy. The whole umpire thing we were talking about for quite a while before the interview start and afterwards. And he really is open to any questions. If anyone has anything that they want to ask, just contact him. All his details will be in the episode notes. The guy really does like talking baseball as well. We were chatting for quite a while after the episode we wrapped up. So give him a, give him a shout if you have any questions you want to ask. And before I go for the rest of the evening... Uh, I'd like to know if, if you guys play or you follow a team in British baseball, which has been your favourite away ground and why. Drop us a Twitter or on the Facebook. You know where we are. We are at Brit Baseball Podcast. And I'll see you next week. Take care. Ta-ra.